Yeah, so uh, last week we started this new series on Disciple, right? And uh, it, did, for those of you here that were here, did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy the first week? As Dustin said, this is a series that we have been preparing for for over a year. And we really believe that this is one of those series, those messages that we must like truly grab hold of. And we must truly follow, we must truly become, this is who we are. We are followers of Christ. And, uh, and so we are uh, really excited about this series. We believe that this is one of those series that's just like a pivotal time where we look back. Years down the road, we look back and we say, hey, you remember that Disciple series? That was, the, that was a pivotal moment for us. And uh, we're really truly believing that because we believe that this is so necessary, so needed. Uh, so this week is... Uh, going to be a slightly different. Um, pastor Dustin called me. He loves being called pastor, by the way. So, Dust, you're welcome. Um, he is uh, under the weather. So, he called me yesterday afternoon. He's like, bro. <laughs> oh, he's like, I hate to do this, but I am not doing well. So, um, so a little bit of a, a pivot. Uh, speaking of Pivotal, uh, pivot today. Um, you know, as I, uh, I immediately started saying, okay, Lord, nothing surprises you. So you knew this was coming. Uh, so what, what is it that you have for us today? Uh, we had a plan. We're, we're shifting gears and you knew that this was coming. So as I was kind of seeking, Lord, what is it that you want for today? Um, I felt like, I felt like he was saying, you need to reflect on what was already spoken. So last week was this introduction to this series that I just told you we, we really believe so strongly in that um, we've heard of discipling, we've heard following Jesus, we've heard these things. If you've been a part of, of church for any period of time, you've heard that probably a few hundred times. But we want to grab hold of this in a way that we really uh, believe that maybe as a big C church of, of believers, that maybe maybe we've got that twisted a little bit of um, when religion comes into the picture and we as human beings come in and we kind of mess things up sometimes. And we may, we've, we've kind of made church something in some regard that it, it really, he, he never meant it to be. Um, so if you think of uh, the stigma of the church, you think of all the stigmas of the church, judgmental, um, money hungry, uh, all of those things, right? Think of all the, the stigmas of the church. That does not reflect Jesus Christ in any way, shape, or form. Agreed? Agreed? So that tells me we've screwed it up somewhere along the way 
where, whoops, we've taken this somewhere that we didn't mean to. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes when God gives us a commandment as human beings, we feel like, okay, if we, if we need to be here, let's back this up a few steps to make sure that we don't get there. And then we, we put all these extra things in place and requirements in place and all this stuff that then we kind of lose sight of the real thing that he laid out for us. Does that make sense? And so we want to make sure that we're not falling into that and that we are truly following him. So I thought, let's reflect. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit different today. Um, we'll probably talk amongst ourselves a little bit today, so I'm just letting you know. Introverts, prepare. Prepare. We're going to talk to neighbors. Um, so that's coming. But uh, I think it would be really great of us to reflect a little bit on what, what we're going into and what, what was spoken last week. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I many times forget things pretty quickly. Uh, so my, I've never been officially diagnosed with ADD, but my parents and my brother has, and my wife for that matter, my family has diagnosed me with ADD. I now have two custom-made shirts making fun of my lack of focus at times. Um, so, uh, so I don't know about you, but Sometimes, many times, uh, I'll hear a sermon on Sunday, and by Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't forgot about what was said. Anyone else? Right? And I, uh, so I want to reflect on, on what we have and what we're going into. I, um, Dustin, I'm going to give a quick recap of last week so that we kind of have that foundation because some of you may not have been here. So just a quick recap. Dustin spoke on disciple. What does it mean? What is being a disciple? And so being a disciple, he mentioned it's both about who we are and what we do. We are followers of Christ. That means we are learning about him we are seeking him, and don't miss this, we are living it out on a daily basis, okay? So we're seeking him, we're learning, but then we've got to put it into action, right? We've, we've got to live it out, otherwise that belief ain't doing much of any good for, for anyone else, right? So we've got to live it out, and we are to make other disciples, so we are, to, to truly follow him, we are to live a life worthy of, of what he deserves, of our calling to him, of our dedication to him. We're to live that out, and we're to make other disciples. Um, who knows that it's, it's, when you're teaching your kids something, or teaching anyone for that matter, it's a lot easier uh, to model it than it is to try to teach it. Uh, for my kids, I've noticed that I can try to tell them to do something till I'm blue in the face sometimes. And it's just like, they don't get it. 
But if I were to model it, if I were to do it, if I were to, to go and, and help flood victims, right, that, that they are, they're there next to me and they're having fun doing it. And, and rather than me saying, hey, let's go help other people. Let me inconvenience you for a moment. That's not going to, but dad, I want to watch screen time, you know, like dad, I want to do this, that. But when you actually model it, they're much more likely to do it. I think of uh, Dustin talked about last week, and it's so true. Um, our parents absolutely uh, made disciples of us, and um, and it was through the the daily living part. It was so true. I thought about a time, and I've I think I've shared this before, but there was a time I'll never forget this, and this tells you how powerful parents, how powerful this stuff is for our kids. We were on our way to a, a hangout with friends, and we were already late. Shocker. Um, there's, a, there's a joke around here about Thacker time. Um, we were already running late, and we were at a stoplight, and this man on the other side of the intersection had a pickup truck full of two-by-fours. I mean, it was, like, packed full of two-by-fours. He was an older gentleman. And he went to take off when he got his green light, and he left all the two-by-fours on the road. And so um, immediately, without hesitation, Dad immediately whips over to the side, says, boys, let's go. We pop out the car, and we go to work, right? And we start putting those two-by-fours all back in the truck. We help him out. And got the, the look on his face was like, you guys just saved me. <laughs> like, uh, what else is he going to do with all of this? I mean, it would have been brutal. And we, we popped out, no hesitation, go. That stuck with me. That will stick with me forever. Just because dad said, you know what? I see a need. Someone's needing something. Boom, let's go. And we popped out, right? Model it. That's the most effective way is if we truly are followers of Christ ourselves, he, Dustin talked about how it's, it's about people in relationships, didn't he? How important, I mean, when it comes to discipling, that's really what it's about foundationally is relationship. At small group, at our life group, uh, we, I, I was uh, asking the question around the table at life group, hey, what, what is discipling to you? This was right before we went into the series. And Chuck said to me, it's about relationships, Golden star, Chuck. It's about relationships. It's about relationships. So we, we begin to put ourselves to the side, our own desires, our own wants, sometimes what we want to do with our time, and we give it to others. We pour into others because that's what we saw Christ do over and over and over again. Dustin talked about the simplicity of being a disciple. It's simple. You hang out and, and you just be a light. You incorporate Christ when you can. You, you just hang out and you throw in a little Jesus, right? Like it's that simple. You just hang out and when the opportunity comes, you throw in a little bit of Jesus. And, and that's really what it comes down to and when we do that, when we have relationships where we encourage one another, we show empathy with one another, we care 
we love for one another, that stuff stands out. I was talking to a neighbor just yesterday. We were out on the the sidewalk and we were talking. And we got to talking. uh, I mentioned, you know, we got church tomorrow. So just throw those little seeds in there, right? Like, yeah, I got church tomorrow. And sure enough, uh, he asked something about coming to church. He asked about church. And I was like, yeah, dude, you should definitely come. He's like, me? I don't go to church, dude. Like, he's like, no, that's, no, I ain't doing that. That's not me. I ain't doing it. So I began to say, just explain a little bit about, like, tell me about that. Like, why is that? So he started kind of unpacking that. Well, when I grew up, grandma forced me to Catholic mass and wasn't a fan. And so as soon as I could, I stopped going. (laughs) Like, I'm just out. I'm not about that. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I was like, I I think if you came, I think you'd experience maybe some differences that you'd be interested in. You should definitely give it a try. So he's like, okay, I see the wheels spinning, you know. And, And I know because I already have a relationship with him. I already ask questions. I already dig in. I know how fatherhood, how important that is to him. So I say, hey, man, like, as we're talking about this thing and we're digging into church a little bit deeper, I say, hey, man, like, my kids get to come every week. They get to know about these principles of life that you and I would want my kids, your kids, to to live by. And they have this positive experience every single week. They come, they have a blast they learn about this stuff, and then it's molding them into preparing for adulthood. And he's like, that would be really good for my kids. So It's right. It's simple. So, so I'm like, yeah, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on Sundays, every Sunday, you guys should definitely come. I think you'll enjoy it. I just lay it out, expectations. I think you really enjoy it. But... We have to take that first initial little step of just kind of throwing it out there. And and this has been a process. I've lived there now for three or so years now. And it's it's been a process. So now I'm able to continue to kind of dig a little bit deeper, peel another layer of the onion off, and it just takes time. It takes press. But, But take those opportunities to just throw it in there. I want to make today super practical. I want to make today really practical because sometimes when we started preparing for this series, the whole leadership team was like, whoa, like discipleship is so broad and like what is it exactly? And we're trying to like wrestle this thing down. And as we got down to it, it's, it's more simple than what you initially think. So I want today... I want, I'm going to share a lot of examples and stories and things of that nature so that you can begin to think about how can I do this in my life? Okay, so that's like part of this reflection thing is I want to help equip you to do this tomorrow. That's, that's what I want today to be like. Dustin talked about we, we can start with our spouse. Start with your spouse. How are you discipling your spouse? How are you discipling your children? 
Think about those opportunities. Everyday living with selflessness, sacrificial relationships, and giving to others. But we must prioritize it, otherwise it won't happen, right? We've got enough going on in life where we can just keep on rolling. We can just keep on rolling, but we must prioritize this. We are followers of Christ. We are followers of Christ. Dustin said, you got to understand the why. Why are we doing this? Well, he started by the Great Commission. Jesus flat out told us to. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, you're telling your kids, you got to do this. Well, Jesus told us, hey, you got to do this. So that's a starter. But then he said, the heart behind it, the core of it, all boils down to love. It all boils down to love. We must love him first and foremost, and we must love one another. And we must love one another well. I know uh, Dustin shared the great commandment, love one another as you love yourself. Uh, but I do love in the, the book of John, where John says that Christ said, love others as I have loved you. When you begin to think about that, I gotta step, I've got to step up my game. I've got to start loving others. Man, how he loved, he gave his life for me. So I'm going to give my life to others. I'm going to invest. I'm going to give my life to others. Last night, Tara's um, friend, she grew up with uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, was in town for the Cardinals game. So uh, we went down to Ballpark Village, and we got to hang out with them for a couple hours. And uh, I got to talking to one of their friends, never met them before in my life. Um, and we're at Ballpark Village, so we're, like, screaming at each other because it's so loud. Uh, if you've been there, you guys know what I'm talking about. You're just like, hi, my name is Devin. You know, you're just, like, yelling. Tara's voice was, like, almost gone when we left. Um, but I got to talking to this guy, and... Uh, I, I shared with him, he asked, typical question, what do you do for a living, right? And so I said, I'm a banker, but I'm a, a, a lead pastor at our church, and I'm uh, really excited about that, the, the lead pastor thing. I can't say that so much about the banking thing anymore, but like the pastor thing. And so he's like, oh, okay, tell me about that. Tell me about the church, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so... Um, I told him, you know, non-denominational church. He's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. He's like, yeah, um, I just, he's like, I want, um, I want a church that just, like, teaches about Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, that's what we just started talking about in this series. He's like, yeah, like, you know, all these different religions and stuff, like all these traditions and things that have been put into place. He's like, I'm not like interested in that, but like, I want to know more about Jesus. And so I'm like, man, I'm with you. I feel like we need more and more of this. And it was so awesome just last night to fall into that conversation where he's like, you know what? I'm just hungry about Jesus. Forget about church and religion and all of this stuff. I'm just like, I want to know about this Jesus dude. Because 2,000 years ago, there was a man. Think about this. 
2,000 years ago, there was just a man that radically loved others to the point where he gave his life. And the few that were there following him and experienced that, it blew them away so much. His love blew them away so much that they totally committed everything they had to it. And then that became so contagious that 12 people turned into billions of people. That's insane. That's like insane kind of love. And I, I think, you know, at, I think we're at a stage now where I think, like I was saying earlier, we've kind of stalled out a little bit of losing that focus on the main thing, that being him, that I want to call our attention back to that, to where we can be loving and encouraging. You know, uh, Dustin gave us some homework last week, didn't he? He gave us some homework to um, read one of the Gospels from the lens of what did Jesus say? What did he do? Every time he did something, said something, had an interaction with someone, jot it down. Make note, what did he do? Because we're saying, hey, I want to follow his example. Well, in order to follow something, I got to know what I'm following. I got to know what I'm doing here. And so I went through that, and I just made some brief, quick notes and bullets. First off, what stands out to me is, you know, I think a lot of times we think of Jesus and it's just like this holy, <laughs> like uh, he's just this like, um, you can't even relate to him because he's so, so like holy. And when I read the scripture, he hung out with just anyone. Like he hung out, it didn't matter what kind of baggage you had. He wasn't a, he wasn't a, he didn't care, he didn't. He didn't care about the baggage. He wanted to just hang. He wanted to relate. He wanted to encourage. He wanted to love on you. It didn't matter what your, your baggage was, but he just wanted to hang with all kinds of different people. So do a little assessment. Do a little inventory of your, your own relationships, your typical week, your typical day. How diverse does that group of people look? Believers, pre-Christians, old, young, races, all, all diversity, right? Think about your life and do an assessment. Jesus hung out with them all. He hung, out with, he hung out with them all, thieves, prostitutes, you name it. He hung out with them all. So how do we make sure that we're intentional because it's really easy to stay in our bubble? How can we be really intentional to relate with others? So that was one thing that stood out to me immediately is, man, he just, like, it didn't matter who you were. He didn't care. He didn't judge. He just wanted to hang. He wanted to love on them. It didn't matter. Something else that stood out to me was, you, know, you notice as you're reading through, Jesus is like on the go. Like he's on the go. And he would, he would have to intentionally get some quiet time and be able to pray. But he's like 
always just going from this place to that, go, 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 go. But how many times did he stop to love on someone, to speak into someone's life, to heal someone? How many times did he just stop? Because he, it didn't matter how quickly, there, were, there was people dying, literally dying. And he's like, you know what? This person needs help right now. I'm going to stop, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to help. That's hard to do because I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I got to get to this place because if I don't, then I'm going to be late. And then I leave someone out, you know, with a flat tire. And that's my common one. I've, every time, guys, I'm like, I drive by and someone's got a flat tire. I'm like, I hope they figure it out. I got to go, you know, and then I feel super convicted. But, um, but how do we begin to create some space and time in our crazy, busy schedules to say, you know what? What's more important than me getting to this place perfectly on time is to be able to help this person in need right now, right? He engaged in deep conversation. He engaged in deep conversation. And Dustin did touch on this last week, didn't he? We're really good at the surface level conversation, but once it starts getting any deeper, it's like, yeah, I'm out of here. You know, it's like... Uh, but he, he just, he wanted to get in deeper. He wanted to get to know you more. I had lunch with a couple of employees Friday. So th- I'll tell you guys, this week I've been way more intentional. I hope you have as well. But coming off of the, the sermon last week, I was way more intentional this week. So Friday I had lunch with a couple of employees. And um, and I, I, I don't get to see them very much because we're all remote now. <laughs> We're all remote, and so we, we get to meet face-to-face, and I just, I feel like we, we work together every single day, but it's through a computer, and I don't really, like, know-know them, and so I take this lunch opportunity to start digging in a little bit. Hey, tell me about your life, your upbringing, your parents, your family, your kids, and, and I just... It was all about, like, tell me about yourself. What's your story? Like, I want to get to know you. And then in that, you get opportunities to get to know them, but then also to, like, speak a little bit of encouragement in there. And there's those opportunities that open up. So go ahead. Don't be afraid to go into a little bit deeper of conversation. Does that make anyone uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's one of those things that I don't know if it's just me or if it's something that um, I have just forced myself to do over time to where I, like, really enjoy it now. But, like, I love to ask those questions. We had Chuck and Kyla over for life group, and uh, it was just us left. And I start um, asking them, like, really pointed questions and put them on the spot. And Tara, immediately, she does this. She has to feel, feels the need to cover for me. Devin likes to ask these really deep questions to make you feel uncomfortable. And, um, and, and so, but my desire in that was, you know, I know Chuck and Kyla. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but they have a few kids. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, they probably don't get much, like, just them time to be able to, like, be together, you know, as a couple and talk about things. Because I've got a few kids myself, and I understand that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them speak into each other's life just in this moment. And, and I hope that that... Uh, I hope that that was something that you guys were able to walk away from and, and feel a little more loved amongst yourselves because you know, we got to make sure, those of you with little ones, we got to make sure we're loving well each other and uh, making sure we don't forget that. So go into deep conversation. He challenged people in love. He challenged them in love. So... Tara is really good at this. Um, she's eight on the Enneagram, so she's a challenger. But this is my favorite thing about Tara because I have personally grown so much. She's discipled me. She, she has, I've grown so much because she has challenged me in ways that I needed to be challenged you know, there's things that you kind of are blind to. You've got blind spots. And um, <laughs> and so I'll be honest with you guys. I um, may have had more of an issue with um, judging people. That hurts. Um, and, you know, just nothing like crazy, crazy, but just like those little subtlety things where, like, I was thinking negatively in some way, shape, or form about something, putting something on someone that I never should have, that kind of stuff. And Tara, she'll just kind of call it out because she always looks for, like, the good in people, and she's always, you know, like, uh, sticking up for people. Like, that's part of that Enneagram 8. Like, she's sticking up for people. And in that way, oh, my goodness, it opened my eyes to, wow, I... I am not loving like Christ. I'm, I'm, I've been judging people, and, and she has discipled me in a way that has drawn me closer to him to be more like him. I feel like now, because of her and her discipling me, I feel like I reflect Christ just a little bit more than I did because she was willing to challenge me in love. And that in love part's important, isn't it? Because if you just get... If someone just comes at you, you ain't going to receive it well. But that in love part is kind of critical. Challenge one another in love. He had compassion. He had empathy. He knew he was going to bring someone back to life. And he still wept just because he saw how much others were crying. Others were hurting. He knew he was going to bring them back to life. <laughs> But yet he still had compassion where he wept himself. He forgave. He forgave quickly. He taught us the Sermon on the Mount, don't get angry. Don't lust. Stick to your word. Turn the other cheek. Love your enemies. Give to the needy. Pray in private. Don't judge others. These are all the things he taught me as I went through the gospel this week. So, how about you? Let's just take one minute. <laughs>
I told you, I warned you, you're going to talk. Take one minute. What did you learn this week or what have you pulled just from this conversation so far that you want to apply or you did apply last week just for one minute, talk to each other about, hey, this is what I did this week or this is what I want to do this coming week. Just for a moment, go ahead, just real quick. And if you're online, put it in the chat. Go ahead and just comment, communicate online. But go ahead, just one minute. All right. I love it. I love it. I hope you guys were able to pull something um, from, from last week, apply it to last week. And if not, maybe you weren't even here last week. I hope that you can take this and be more intentional this week to make sure that we are being Christ-like. We are being true followers of him. We are loving others well. You know, something that I, I do love about this church is that we are a selfless people. And um, we have so many people that selflessly give and serve. Um, it is beautiful because I really believe it's a, a picture of what the, the church is to look like. When, when you have a heart of selflessness and want to help first, man, I just love that. And so this is more of like a call to, hey, let's keep leaning more and more into this. Let's keep leaning more and more into this because uh, we have a lot of people around us that need some loving. And, and I want to make sure we're doing that really, really well. So last night, uh, we got home, or actually, Alex and Tina watched our kiddos, and uh, our Roman, I should say. God, God bless you. Um, <laughs> no, Roman's awesome. Um, he really is awesome. That's That might have came across wrong. Um, and it was, it was one of those moments where, um, yesterday everything got thrown off, right? Dustin was supposed to speak today. Everything got thrown off. I'm like, what are we doing tomorrow? Uh, what do you, what do you want, Lord? And so obviously we're in this disciple series and we, we walk in the door and, um, and we're there to pick up Roman. And Tina's like, hey, can I pray for you? <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I'm emotional. Um, so she, uh, she said, hey, I want to pray for you. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Tell me where to go. I'm ready. Uh, and so I sit down and she begins to, to pray over me. And there was this peace that just, just like draped all over me. And in that moment, it struck me that just a few years ago, my wife met Tina at a random party women's get-together thing that she did not know Tina. Tina happened to show up because a friend invited her, and Tara kind of knew her friend, and she showed up. And so they got to know one another, and 
then a couple weeks later, Tara hung out with her again, and they began to get to know each other a little bit more, and they grow closer and closer together, and their relationship is closer. They begin to, to know one another more, and Tina starts coming to church. She starts coming to church, and, you know, of course, Tara is really excited, and so they keep getting closer and closer, and Tina's, Tina and Alex are coming regularly now, and they're coming, and they're coming, and, and God continued to work in their lives. If you know Alex, this dude, talk about selfless serving, holy moly. Uh, he, I think he's on 29 teams here. Um, he is amazing. I mean, talk about a beautiful heart. I mean, my goodness. And Tina has this uh, connectedness uh, to the spirit that is awesome. And in that moment, I'm thinking, holy cow, it was just a few years ago that we didn't know them at all. We've gone through this year long, these years of of process where God was able to to pull them together and Tina was able to get to know Tara and Tara Tina and and Tara rubbed off on Tina a little bit and started telling her about Jesus a little bit and started telling her she should come to church a little bit and and now here years later I walk in to get my son and Tina said pastor let me pray for you That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what this series is about. You build relationships. You draw closer to one another. You care for one another. They lift each other up and encourage one another all the time. I'm so grateful for Tina and being in, in Tara's life. Yes. <laughs> because that's such a beautiful picture, an example of what we are talking about this series.